on an unfinished novel by F. Scott Fitzgerald, the last tycoon feels slightly incomplete itself. Not literally, of course, but whether because of the source material or Harold Pinter's oblique elliptical screenplay or something else, the film has an air of tentative uncertainty. Enjoyable in a distant kind of way, it gives the impression that everyone is trying to find the material's core while remaining almost obsequious towards it. In addition to Pinter, there is plenty of talent involved, including Robert De Niro in the central role of Monroe Star, based on boy wonder producer Irving Thalberg. De Niro is forceful without overwhelming everyone else, but he never quite connects beyond that commanding presence. Scarcely less substantial luminaries like Robert Mitchum, Ray Milan, Tony Curtis, Jean Moreau, Jack Nicholson, and a young Teresa Russell seem to deliver more warm-ups than finished performances. That star's love interest Kathleen, Ingrid Bolting, is played by the weakest cast member doesn't help. Her halting, insecure performance turns calculated mystery into obscurity. Like Thalberg, Starr supposedly knows movies better than anyone else, but while we witness his sharp judgments about the studio's projects, we never see the finished products that prove his wizardry. In fact, the pastiches of 30s films that Pinter and director Ilya Kazan include are oddly tepid, with none of the tight execution that was Hollywood's mark of distinction. Maybe the lackluster excerpts were included for us to understand Starr's criticism, but if so, they do nothing to confirm his genius for results. Kazan deserves credit for restraining the overwrought emotionalism typical of most of his work, but he turns the volume down so low that even when Kathleen says yes, there's little sense of satisfaction. The pivotal lovemaking sequence is so understated, it is as if both characters aren't sure how to do it. The sequence is central to the story because Starr's obsession with Kathleen distracts him from his work and leads to a disastrous confrontation with a union organizer, Nicholson, that is used as grounds for taking studio control away from him. Nonetheless, at more than 20 minutes, that is roughly a sixth of the total running time, the sequence goes on too long to demonstrate much beyond Moonstruck sensitivity. It certainly does nothing to help us understand Kathleen as anything more than a bundle of confusion. De Niro moves with sleek determination in his 30s suits, but he's just the most obviously turned out in a production tailored to the nines with expensive toys for pampered sybarites to enjoy in the sunshine. Like other Sam Spiegel productions, Tycoon looks great, and aside from Maurice Jarre's repetitive score, you can't fault it technically. The earthquake that initiates the story is particularly effective. It is unfair to say the filmmakers expect that gloss to compensate for thematic vacuity, but it does seem as if the physical production is the only thing that is fully realized.